Hey everyone, this is Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst Interview Series. I'm your host, Zach, at FF Tulpa Batman. We are joined today by the great Sarah Marshall. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for coming on the show for an interview. Thank you for inviting me. I haven't done one of these in a while, so I was excited <laughs> that someone actually wanted to talk to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, Sarah is a site co-expert at Musket Fire of the Fan Sided Network and uh yep and a columnist at pwmania.com so we are a your dual threat with nfl and wrestling um mm-hmm. so that's awesome we're happy to have you on if you guys are just tuning in to the show if this is your first interview uh this is now season two for season one we did 30 interviews last year so you can see all of that on our playlist on the triple play fantasy youtube make sure you subscribe go ahead like this video leave a comment uh, we appreciate it we are also on apple podcasts as well just search Triple Play Fantasy, and we are part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. So now that we got all of that out of the way, Sarah, the whole point of the show is for everyone to get to know you a little bit better. I'm sure you have some awesome takes out there uh, for the NFL, and we appreciate that. But uh, now, right now, we just we want to get to know you. So um, when and how did you become a New England Patriots fan? Well... Um, I don't sound like I'm from New England, but I am. So I, I grew up there until I was a teenager. Um, and then I've moved around quite a bit since then. But I think, I mean, depending on where you're from, but I think especially when you're from New England, sports is just in your DNA, like it's in your blood, whether it's every sport or you're dedicated to one. Um, it's, you know, it, almost as much as hating the Yankees is like in your blood when you're from Boston. So um, it was just something I grew up around a lot. My grandfather had played semi-pro um, basketball and, and baseball. So he was a big sports guy, always had it on. Um, and it took me a while to sit there with him and, and enjoy what I was watching for quite a while because to me, it was just boring. Um, the fondest memory I have is watching football and uh, the players doing the touchdown dances. And um, so that was really exciting when that was allowed again in recent years but um yeah so i would watch with him because you know that was my grandpa and eventually it just be kind of came became my thing with my my mom and my sister we just got super into football the patriots were obviously being crazy successful at the beginning of the 2000s so it was a perfect time to finally understand football and it became something that the three of us did together every sunday um and when we moved, we moved in 2003. And so we weren't able to see a lot of Patriots games. So that kind of developed my love for the game overall, because I would only get to see the national games. I was in, I lived in Seattle, so I saw a lot of Seahawks games. And uh, so I felt like it made me a more well-rounded fan of just the game. And and I still do that to this day. I don't only watch the Patriots. I watch everything because I just love football, but I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to finally be able to, pick that I want to see the Patriots, you know, instead of being like, oh, man, they only have one Monday night football game. So, yeah, it's just just something in my blood, I guess. That's fair. And it's been a rough 20 years for you as a oh, yeah. England, Boston sports fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so it's so hard. I can't you know, I, I would never choose this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> too, too many parades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when and how did you become a wrestling fan then? 
So that was a little bit different. I I spent a lot of time when I was younger. My mom was a single mom. So um, a lot of my family would watch my sister and I, especially um, during the summer. And my aunt was pregnant. And so we spent a lot of time with her and her um, boyfriend at the time. And he was super into wrestling. And this was probably like 1999, 2000-ish. If you're familiar with wrestling, that was called the Attitude Era, which was basically they were doing the craziest things that if you look back on it now, you do not understand how that was allowed on television. (laughs) It wasn't even just what they were doing, what they were saying. So great for like a 10 year old girl to be watching. Um, So I would be at my aunt's house and he would have it on. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then my cousins and I got super into playing the N64 games. Um, And so my sister and I would kind of sneak and try to watch wrestling when we'd be at home, we would turn the TV on, mute it, and then like turn the the brightness down. So my mom didn't know we were watching it in our room. And um, it, it that's where it started. And then it took a while until I became like a teenager to watch it uh, frequently. And I just got super into it again this past year, about a year and a half ago. Um, I used to do go to shows all the time and watch it religiously every week and then um as is with a lot of things there kind of is those times where you're just not interested and other things become a priority so um but now i'm like all in i am so excited we're in wrestlemania season so i i am hyped right now (laughs) oh that's great and uh so now that we know how you became a fan of these sports and of these teams, what led you to become an NFL and a WWE content creator? Cause that's very different than just being a fan. Right. So with the Patriots specifically, that kind of happened on accident. I've always kind of struggled with what I wanted to do for a career because um, a lot of the things that I would want to do, it was either there was, you had a very limited space to make it in that industry or I would be really passionate about something and then you know a month later I just didn't care about it anymore so I jumped straight into work when I graduated high school and I just always struggled I was like I don't know what I want to do I don't know and the pandemic hit and I was bored in the middle of July I think or August just tweeted out if anyone could direct me in to somebody that I could talk to about maybe writing about the Patriots or something. And I got a bunch of DMs being like, would you like to write for my website? I love your tweets. Would you want to write? And I was like, I've never, I never considered writing before. I liked writing when I was in high school, but I was like, this was a long time ago. I don't think I can do this, but that's where it started. I covered my first season, the 2020 season. And I've continued doing that now. Um, now I'm working with Musket Fire, which is the Patriots site for a fan sighted. And I have my own YouTube channel where I talk about the Patriots. Um, the wrestling thing kind of became probably the last year or so. Um, a friend that I met from Twitter, we both we bonded over being Patriots fans and then big wrestling fans. And we were like, why don't we just start a wrestling podcast? And we just did it one night. And I was like, no one's going to listen to this, dude. Like, no one's going to listen to just two random people talking about wrestling. No one's going to. But we kept doing it. And then we just transitioned to live streaming it on YouTube, um, as well as keeping it on a podcast. And it's been doing really well. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So that was just, you know, two things that kind of happened on accident. But 
happy accidents, I guess I would say, because um, I'm I'm really passionate about both. And it's really fun to to be able to talk about things that, you know, are big parts of your life and that other people like to listen to. No, that's great. It's funny how that happens where you this wasn't part of the plan and you're just a fan and next thing you yeah. know you're, you're creating content and expressing your passion in a different way. And and that's the beauty, I guess, of like social media and the internet. You know, there's a lot of bad parts of social media and and the things that you can do on the internet, whatever. Um, but it is stuff like that where I think it gave a lot of people an opportunity to do something productive and creative during the pandemic, especially because we were all at home. So um, I feel like that kind of brought out a lot of creators, and it's it's great to see you know things take off for people and and yeah, I never thought that this could be something that I could do, but it's been really fun. And so I'm excited to see where it could possibly take me. That's awesome. And so speaking of, of passion, Mm -hmm. so we know fans, they're called fans because they're fanatical. Mm -hmm. Um, And we might not have more intense fan bases than the NFL or wrestling WWE. Who do you think has a more fanatical or intense fan base? When I saw this question, I really debated it because I think when it comes to the NFL, it depends on the team, like who's super fanatical. And I think being part of the Patriots, I definitely understand that we are a crazy fan base. Um, But I want to I think it's wrestling because with football, it's very black or white they won or they lost you know they did well they did badly they're in the super bowl they're not in the super bowl there's not like a whole lot of like middle grounds there but with wrestling everyone has an opinion you have a favorite wrestler you have this guy that you hate oh i can't believe this guy lost and this guy won and this should have happened and you know people have an opinion about everything and they're allowed to vocalize that in person whereas you don't really hear people screaming or booing at football games they don't come with posters saying like you know f you whoever like the quarterback is you know like that doesn't happen and i think that yeah the the wrestling fans are definitely more outspoken and they are not afraid to let you know how they feel and if you've ever been a part of wrestling twitter you say one thing that a whole side doesn't agree with, they will, they are relentless. It's way worse. I feel like than having a bad football take, like you'll get roasted, but if you say something about someone that's super popular right now, they will come for your throat. And it's, it's a little bit scary. So as a content creator, then do you feel like um, your audience is a lot more, I guess, for lack of a better term, intense when it comes to, what you're saying in your opinions for wrestling? Yeah, I I think it's it's kind of hard because I I don't like to pull the you know the gender card, but it is different when you are a woman speaking about things that are predominantly covered by men. So I think that um, regardless of what I'm talking about, I get a little bit more scrutiny for the fact that I am a woman. So if I had to speak from my experience right now, I definitely get way worse. Um, feedback about what I have to say about football than I do about wrestling and I think because people can respect a little bit more like if you have a oh I you know I love John Cena and oh well I think The Rock is the best it's like okay whatever like that's fine but the second that I say you know what I think Mac Jones deserves a third season because last year was not fair 
the people who think that he should have been cut before he even made the team will come at me. So, I mean, Twitter was coming for me as a Patriots fan during the 2020 season because I was a big Cam supporter. And I'm an optimistic fan at heart. That's just how I am. So I was like, I'm going to support Cam because he's our guy. He's our quarterback. I cannot tell you. I don't think I went a day without somebody telling me that I didn't understand football. I didn't know what I was talking about. How can you cover the team you, you when you are talking about Cam? And so I, I think that has hit harder. Fortunately, so far, knock on wood, um, wrestling's been okay. I know that I said that <laughs> they can come for you pretty badly. It seems so far that's more so on Twitter. And thankfully, I have not entered that side yet. I, I guess I've been saying okay things so far. <laughs> and, and kind of segueing a little bit, um, going off sheet here. Uh, it's been a hot topic, I guess, for a couple of seasons now, but especially recently with women covering sports and mm-hmm. how some players are saying, oh, if you didn't play the sport, they can't talk about it. I mean, I didn't play the sport, but yeah. nobody's questioning me. So I guess you are being, a, as a woman in the industry trying to create content, where do you see like us going like what what can we do to be to be better as men and just hopefully society in general well i think that we need to stop using that argument because that's ridiculous <laughs> you know it's like i mean there's lots of positions that people are put in whether it's covering sports or it's uh politics or something like that it's like people don't have direct experience with the job that they were given but it's because of how um you know if it's like a football player well you have no experience playing in the nfl but you made the NFL. Um, There's plenty of men, like you said, that never played football, but they know football. And times are changing now where girls are getting more opportunities to play, you know, football. Um, There's female football leagues and there's even girls that are making high school football teams or whatever they're doing. When I was in high school or middle school, that was not no you were lucky if you made the cheerleading squad you know like there was never any discussion of a girl playing on the football team so that never crossed my mind um i think that it just yeah it's it's about passion it's about people who know what they're talking about i think it's it's difficult because i think the ease the easiest thing to say would be that men just have to be more supportive of their female counterparts um but I think that there's always going to be that hesitancy from some people about seeing a woman in a space that's predominantly men's. Um, And I feel like there's not an easy answer to deter that from continuing to happen. It feels like it's been around since the beginning of earth and it's probably going to be around until the day that we're gone, you know, and unfortunately that's just how it is. And I think we've definitely gotten a lot better. You know, um, I think as I was saying about, 2020 bringing out a lot of creators i think a lot of women came out in 2020 they were given a lot more opportunities and so um recognizing that and i think like even promoting women highlighting women i think that can help a lot um but people who are stuck in their ways there's really nothing that you can say to them to convince them otherwise unfortunately so it's kind of like you're wasting your breath like i hate to say that but um there's only so much you can do to try to convince somebody that they're wrong and they should broaden their horizons um, but if they don't want to, I, I mean, you know, only they can do what they want to do. So um, I think even doing something like this is really cool because, um, y- you know, for the most part, you're like a fantasy focused page. And, and, and I'm not I, I mean, I'm very new to fantasy football, which is crazy. But um, it's it's great to highlight other people who are doing things that are not just 
fantasy football. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's a step in the right direction for sure. No, I appreciate it. And yeah, this is predominantly a fantasy football uh, site. We we mm-hmm. we talk other sports who are triple A fantasy, but it's mostly right. fantasy sports. And yeah. I know you don't really create fantasy content, but yeah, I've really tried to th- made an effort to highlight women in the space because um, like you said, there's been a lot more opportunities, but there's still, it's definitely not equal. Um, right. But I do feel like, I mean, fantasy football is a, anybody can play it. So it doesn't matter yeah. what your age is, your gender, your background, anybody can play fantasy football. So why only allow people that look like me uh, be the only ones creating content because the audience does not look just like me. Well, and it's kind of funny to just assume that every man that you see that covers it played it at some point. There's a lot of unathletic men that cover football that couldn't kick a soccer ball. And I'm saying I couldn't either. But you know what I mean? It's like especially fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah. Like you guys aren't questioning these guys. You just assume that they know what they're talking about because they're a man. But it's like there's plenty of dudes that never step foot on a football field and they're covering it. So it's just kind of a weird argument that is used and it's disappointing to hear it from players especially um, because they're around reporters and so they see the hard work that these women are doing but you, you don't discredit a man because he can't throw you a football like eh, it just seems it's just kind of silly yeah it's definitely a, a weak and uh let's say easy argument but it's just something that they can just throw out that yeah makes them feel better about themselves mm-hmm well, I appreciate you, you sharing your, your perspective and your opinion on that. But yeah, we definitely can be a lot better. And hopefully we see that, like you said, trending in the right direction as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as a content creator, and you said you're on the newer end as well, um, but you've been doing it for, for a couple of years now. There's a lot of new content creators still getting into the space as they see more and more people doing it. Or maybe they're thinking about starting. Do you have any advice for those content creators that maybe are just now first starting out or, or might start soon? <sighs> for me, because I, I, when I first started and I still do it now, I still reach out to people. And I think that's a really important thing to do. You know, um, if you see someone who maybe you want to get into fantasy sports, if you see someone that has a, a decent following, has a podcast, has a YouTube show, whatever they, whatever, send them a DM send them an email, whatever way that you can contact them, ask them just for any advice that they can give you. If they can maybe point you in the right direction of uh, a path that might be good for you. Um, That's what I did. And I, like I said, I still do that. (laughs) Um, And a lot of people will answer. A lot of people will take time out to talk to you and give you advice. I think there are some people who won't, (laughs) but um, you know, we all started somewhere and I'm not, I mean, this isn't like my full-time career at this point. It does take a while to get to a point where you're like financially stable enough to be able to do this full-time. But I think it's just about being passionate, um, being consistent, whether that's writing, making videos, doing podcasts, whatever. You just want to make sure that you're consistent. And um, I think just be yourself. That's something that I'm still trying to do with my own content that I'm doing, I've, I, I tend to try and be like super professional and like sound professional and, and not make jokes or show that I can be kind of silly. Like I, I, I feel like I try to hide that, but people want to see why you're different and what makes you, you. And um, especially if you're covering like a specific team or even just fantasy sports, you have to be yourself because that's going to differentiate you from other creators. And it's going to be the reason why people 
look to watch you or to listen to you. So um, I think those are the most important things. And like I said, it's not something that happens immediately. I'm still doing it. <laughs> I'm two years into doing this. But I think you know, it's those generic things that they tell you that's how you should conduct your life. And I, I think that's that's how it is. There's so many of us out here on the internet. Anyone can post a video. Anyone can make a podcast. Anyone can have a Twitter. But um, just be yourself and don't do clickbaity stuff. Don't do, you know, don't be the guy that posts hot takes, you know, like that's all you do. Like, don't be that guy unless that's you, I guess. But um, you just want to be known for for who you are and what you believe and what you're passionate about. I think that's the most important part. Uh, that's all fantastic advice. And yeah, I. I echo all of those as well. So awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. So that's the end of, we'll call it the, uh, the serious questions. I have some mm-hmm. uh, rapid fire questions if you're game. Yes. All right. Rapid fire questions. All right. So uh, with these, I try to theme them every week to, to my guests. So as we, mm-hmm. we've talked, Sarah is a big wrestling fan. I, I don't know a whole lot about wrestling. I know <laughs> a little bit, but I do understand that, you have a baby face, which for those of you who don't watch wrestling, those are like the good guys, the people mm-hmm. that the fans are supposed to root for. And then you have the heel, uh, which we'll call them like the villain or the bad guys that you're you're hoping lose. Uh, My favorite, match. though. I'm a, I yeah. love the heels, though. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be more entertaining for most for most of them. It's funny because my 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 friend who co-hosts the wrestling show with me, he's like a baby face guy, like that's just his thing and i'm like always rooting for the heels like i've had signs taken away at shows before because i had a sign for a heel and they're like nope you can't and i'm like why let, let me cheer for who i want to cheer for but you gotta protect the brand right yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> so with that if you agree with the statement or if you think it's good it's gonna be a baby face and if you think it's bad it's gonna be a heel okay uh, so the first one for you is pineapple on a pizza and this one's controversial right I feel like this one's controversial. I swear we see this debate on Twitter at least twice a year. I try to pick some controversial ones, yeah. Yes. Um, but I guess I'm gonna take the controversial route and I'm gonna say that's a heel. Pepperoni, yeah. that's what I want. Pepperoni, pepper, sausage, something. Pineapple? No. When I have pizza, I don't want it to be sweet or juicy. I th- I think based on the controversy, I think you're actually on the correct not the correct side, I wouldn't say that that's right, but I think you're yeah. on the side where most people will agree with you. Yeah. Um, that it's it's, bad. it's probably just depends on what section of Twitter you're on because there are some <laughs> really passionate people about pe- pineapple on pizza. So I don't want to mess with those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, especially if you're in Chicago, this one's going to be a little, little more controversial. Uh, so baby face or heel, ketchup mm-hmm. on a hot dog. Baby face. Ketchup. Got to put ketchup on a, on a hot dog, man. I mean, I don't eat hot dogs anymore, but when I did ketchup or relish all day long i can't imagine it i feel like you have to have something on it otherwise it's just a dry dog like no i mean i love ketchup a lot some people say like mustard is the only acceptable topping but well I that's like, to like saying you know is a hot dog a sandwich there's there's no real answer just you know let me eat my, my hot dog with ketchup okay you can eat it if it's a sandwich do whatever <laughs> i have done that question here on Oh, and a rapid fire questions. I try, like I said, I try to keep it controversial. Yes, and that <laughs> one would be controversial for sure. Uh, baby face or heel? IPA beer. Um, this one might be controversial too. I'm gonna say heel. I'm not like a big, I'm not a big drinker in general, but beer especially. It's funny. I, I ironically, I only drink beer when I'm drunk. That's the only time that I can like tolerate it. So I'm gonna be like, if you just handed me one, I, I'd want to be cool and like one of the guys, but I can't do it. <laughs> understand 
All right, baby face or heel, Crocs are a must-have footwear item. I'm going to say heel because I don't have them, and I am living my life perfectly okay. They look comfy, but that's also something that depends on who you ask. Some people live by Crocs. Some people say no. So I'm going to say a heel because I don't have them. I respect that. I'm a, this is a croc free household over here. Yep, same, same. <laughs> and I had to do one that, that had to kind of touch your New England oh. Patriots heart. So, baby face or heel, Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Oh, man. Ooh, this one, ugh, it's so tough. Okay. Um, I have to say, as much as it pains me, I'm going to say it's a baby face because I love Tom Brady, obviously, you know, for two thirds of my life, he was my favorite team's quarterback, gave us six rings. And that was a very easy Super Bowl for me to root for the Bucks and Tom Brady because I did not want to see the Chiefs win. So that to me was like the ultimate baby face move. Like you just took down the king of the castle at this point. Thank you. Mr. Tom Brady, I, I I salute you in your seventh. I'll never forget those sixth. The seventh, we'll kind of see it, but it'll be like in our peripheral, like, oh yeah, you got a seventh, okay. But yeah, I'm gonna, I I was okay with that. <laughs> it's a very reasonable fan take for you, so I I try, you know, that is a very controversial thing too. Um, but because I didn't become a Bucks fan, I was a Tom Brady fan. So when he was in the Super Bowl, I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl. I have to pick somebody to root for, and I'm not going to pick our mortal enemy, the Chiefs. I'm going to root for Mr. Tom Brady. Had to. That's fair. (laughs) He got you sick, so you can't be that upset. Yes, I know, right? (laughs) I'm forever grateful. So Awesome. Well, that was the the last of the rapid-fire questions. I think you did a great job as as much as it was controversial. Yes. Uh, (laughs) We'll see how everyone feels about it. But um, before we go, can you please tell everyone again where they can find all of your great content? Okay, so I do take a lot of time out of my day to go on Twitter. So you can find me at smarshxo on Twitter. Um, you can find me on musketfire.com. You can even just, I mean, I have my link tree in my Twitter, so you can find me everywhere there. But uh, if you go to musketfire.com, you can even click on my name and see all my articles there. And then I do have a YouTube channel. I believe you can find it under the username Sarah Marshall XO. So if you want to see Patriots content, if you want to see WWE content, um, we cut our podcast into clips so you don't have to sit there and watch the entire hour long spiel of us going off. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm trying to get into Patriot stuff at least like a week, uh, once a week, once every two weeks. It's kind of difficult, you know, during the off season, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to be more consistent. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Thank uh, so you again, for having this is, me. <laughs> awesome. This is triple play fantasy beyond the analyst interview series. We appreciate if you like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're not just talking football this off season. We're in the middle of basketball season. Baseball is about to start. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe to Triple Play Fantasy. And thank you all. And thank you, Sarah. And have a good one. And we'll see you guys for the next interview.